0: Striking a balance, optimizing enterprise data centers and the public cloud. Hi, everybody. My name is John Kuntz and welcome to this edition of the cloud collective podcast. Today's guest is Robert Erickson. He's a serial entrepreneur, cloud computing pioneer and vice president for strategy and growth for Kindrel's cloud practice. I am super excited to discuss hot industry topic today of balancing cloud and traditional data centers. Robert will share valuable insights and advice, especially regarding common pitfalls organizations face as they transform into a digital business. Welcome to the show, Robert. Hi, John. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's great to be with you. Robert, you and I have worked together since 2015, that's going on eight years now. We've been through a lot in those eight years, but I'd, I'd like you just to take a moment to tell our audience a little bit more about you, and you're welcome to start anywhere you feel fit.
1: Thanks, John. Um, it's always difficult to answer that question, where to begin and all. As you said, I've been through many startups. The, the last one was uh, Gravitant, where we built out what was the first cloud brokerage platform and sold in 2016 to IBM and then went through the separation spinoff of Kendrill from IBM Global Technology Services. And then I see the future. Why am I still at Kindrel? Kindrel has a unique opportunity to take advantage of a major inflection point in the industry and helping them do that and lay that groundwork for the next round of
0: new innovation in the IT industry. That's great. Yeah, I why I let you introduce yourself, because like I said, we could go on and on about your background. We got onto this podcast in, in, in partially because of an article that was published on December twelfth, twenty 2023 in the Wall Street Journal entitled, The Cloud Isn't the Answer to All IT Problems, at least for now. But from your perspective, what's your point of view on the idea of this balancing enterprise data centers and the public cloud? And what are some of the significant benefits organizations to successfully integrate this balancing act into their organizations?
1: We started seeing this trend about a year ago in earnest, and something that was demonstrated in data that we track our customers. If you roll the clock back a bit, circa prior to the pandemic and 2019, there was a lot of interest in saving money, taking advantage of the hyperscaler and cloud providers services, they were working well together. And we saw a lot of people exploring, can I move my workloads, get out of the business of running data centers, the costs associated, the management headaches of having to keep it up to date, licensing agreements, all of that. Can I place that on to a third party, use their services and come out ahead? it started with a drip like any of the technology trends. And this became a major movement. Then in 2019, when the pandemic hit, we went from just cost savings to mere survival. There was an existential threat. Customers and the companies serving those customers, they need to be reached. So quickly, we moved to online digital experiences and we accelerated that. That was a massive acceleration. Overnight companies were suddenly available online, even small mom and pop restaurants were seeking to or place orders online, pick it up in the driveway or in the parking lot without touching and, and all of that. So that really moved the industry forward. And so there was even more of an emphasis on cloud and the potential cloud. But as we reach 2023 and the end of the year and look forward, our customers have had enough experience now. There's enough maturity in understanding what cloud can and can't do. And so talking to the analyst groups like Gardner and Forrester, IDC, uh, they're uh, coming to the same conclusion. Why are we at today in 2023 with all that momentum behind it, less than about 30% of mission-critical workloads in the cloud? And that's because the easy stuff, the low-hating fruit, has already been done. The remaining 70%, some will continue to be uh, retired and, and rebuilt in the cloud. Some of it may be moved to the cloud, although that's decreasing. The reason that uh, we're at that percentage, high percentage, is because um, it's difficult to move. Um, these applications may have... Um, tendencies on licensing agreements and contractual agreements. They may have technical considerations like integrations and in data and system interoperability that isn't easily replicated in the cloud. And more importantly, they may have regulatory compliance and security concerns. And, and more customers are beginning to understand that clouds was initially positioned to save a bunch of money. They didn't really realize that. And so with those learnings, there's almost a pause in the market um, while people reconsider. And in that reconsideration, they're balancing to what do I already have a sunk cost? What do I need to keep? What is core to me? How do I secure it and protect it? Versus how do I make things faster? And what can I use the cloud capabilities and the hyperscape capabilities now become a mission or a force multiplier? But it's part of the solution, not the end solution. So they're balancing those two and that's where the complexity comes in.
0: It makes a lot of sense. We certainly saw this notion of trying to move from a capex model, which is essentially your traditional data center where you go out and buy a whole bunch of equipment and then you start using it and depreciate over time to more of an opex model, certainly certain workloads and certain points in the development cycle probably are more suited for that opex type of approach. I think, as you alluded to, there's certain things that just make sense to do it as more of a traditional and/or own that infrastructure. A lot of organizations are trying to push everything into a, a public cloud model. What are some of the common pitfalls or challenges organizations face as they try to transform themselves into digital businesses?
1: Yeah, the the first thing is that you could start with technology as the basis and and build your way into value and outcomes uh, without understanding those outcomes up front. So I think it's reversed. And and that's that maturity I alluded to and talked about earlier is customers we're seeing are now become fairly adept and knowledgeable on what cloud can and can't do. So if we're talking about what is the final outcome? What are we trying to achieve? Is it a cost savings in general? Is it reaching new markets? Is it creating innovation and instantiating that and making it repeatable and part of the core culture, even reaching new markets globally. So you start with that and the pitfall is that if I think that I can avoid that conversation and just build something in the cloud and they will come, you risk what we do, we internally call doing cloud poorly. Uh, it's usually more costly. You don't achieve the results that you are likely to be seeking. So it starts with a firm understanding, usually in collaboration with the customer. That's the best idea as if you have a joint meeting of the minds. And customers often don't even know what the art of the possible is. They don't know what the destination is. They don't know what's possible with these new technology. So having that conversation up front, working with that client, working through it, is critical and we have playbooks that have emerged but trying to do it without that and just building in the cloud to start with uh, you end up with what is the old adage i'm a solution
0: seeking a problem we don't i'm a hammer looking for a nail you saw this over and over again in my career where technology emerges and people just try to rush into it for the technology's sake and quickly they learn that it's not about necessarily the technology, the raw technology, even though it's super innovative and there's great potential for benefits. But sometimes you just have to take a step back, like you said, and and not just do it because it's there and it's better. But what are you really trying to accomplish and what's the best method and uh, process to, to to move forward? I've seen that in my career over and over again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And part of it is, this assumption, especially prior to the pandemic, that somehow we're going to take all the headache of IT and transfer it to somebody else like the hyperscalers. And in the end, it's your business. And customers understand there are things that properly belong in the cloud. Things like the tooling that they provide, the speed, the new digital experiences, the fast, innovative access to services, all perfect for a cloud situation. But we also have tremendous investment in things like data centers and data. And I would say that even the data center itself and um, the legacy or traditional stack IT, there's significant investment, but it's not static. It's not staying still either. It also is progressing. Having an investment in data center and updating it to handle things like large language models, generative AI, being able to process and protect data on-prem. Even the uh, AI models themselves are core IP. Customers are beginning to transfer what is tribal knowledge into AI models and then train it with that data. Do you really need or want that data uh, transmitting back and forth at high costs across the
0: internet? Um, Maybe. Uh, But it depends on the situation. So that balance is coming. If you were to give one piece of advice to someone that was considering embarking on a a digital business transformation, what would that be? How do you get started? Where do you go first? Like any knowledge or technical aspect, you start with
1: somebody that's been there and done it. You find out patterns or find out examples of who's actually done this at scale or has done it with the outcomes that you're looking for. Find that group. Join some of the guilds out there, LinkedIn is a good place, your Kindrel representative, if you want to go on the Kindrel route or your system integrator may be available, start there asking questions and start to develop knowledge and education on that aspect. And then maybe even try a hello world on some of these things and get started with that low cost, low risk. I wouldn't try and plan some new technology paradigm. On a mission critical and that has a short timeline, start with something a bit more innocuous. um, Something, if you have changes along the way, doesn't
0: disrupt your business. We've done that with a few customers. It it sounds like the classic crawl, walk, run analogy where you pick something that is fairly small, isn't going to run your whole business, but important. Team up with somebody that has knowledge of both the traditional and the cloud world, and then any agile process, you learn and then you, you pivot where it makes sense or you continue to do what's working. Yeah, so that's that's a great analogy. Thanks. Well, Robert, as always, it's, it's great to be with you. I always learn something new when I talk to you. So thanks for joining our show today. I have one last question and that is how can people learn more about what we just discussed today? Yeah, there'll be a series of
1: blogs and blogs that we're publishing over the next couple of weeks um, around this topic to really dig in. So this is the first in a series you can come to. We'll have the uh, links and all of that available to you. I'll share those, John, with your audience. Look over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some interesting customers. You can hear it from the customer or we're going to have some analysts from the industry. And it's always good to hear it from where the rubber hits the road. The development managers and the dev managers who actually implement it will have a series of those included so you can hear for yourselves how to do this.
0: Excellent. I'd also encourage the audience uh, to connect with Robert directly on LinkedIn. We will post the links to, to Robert's profile, uh, as well as other, other items we talked about during the show and remember you can succeed in managing and optimizing your cloud and traditional data centers by bringing financial accountability and predictability to the highly variable expenses of the cloud by creating a modern operating model between IT, finance, and your business team. Well, that's it for today. I'm John Kuntz, and thanks for joining us on the Cloud Collect podcast. Have a great day.